Welcome to today's podcast. It is about 2.30 in Podcastville, Wednesday, March 23rd. Two guests on today. Um, there are some, there's a lot of things happening at the Imagination Station. So Amy, Amy Moore will be on to talk about some of those things, including hopefully you can listen to this in time because Thursday night is Science After Dark at the Imagination Station. They are doing more adult events, which means there's alcohol, um, than ever before. One of the uh, one of the benefits, like I said, with the pandemic, we had to think creatively. And um, as I said, Amy, the Imagination said, why can't we appeal to adults in the evening and have some alcohol? So we'll get to Amy and some of the neat events they have coming up. Then Erica Fishback from Erica Fishback from Junior Achievement. They have a career event coming up on May 11th and 12th. So we'll hear from Erica a little bit after Amy. One quick thing to share with you. Uh, first, I'm so happy. There's an update on the Mr. G's situation. Uh, Roxanne Elias from WTOL did an update on our story last week on her story where people are upset about the traffic on Hill because Mr. G's is great. And uh, the update it is the update is uh, not not all drivers on Hill are being thoughtful or courteous. Um, but for the most part, everybody seems to be working together. Um, harmoniously and to find a, a workable solution, neighbors, city administrator, local authorities, because um, ice cream. If we could only add ice cream to all of our Facebook arguments, we would get along with better dialogue and find solutions. Although, in Roxanne's story, they did say that not now, but sometime in the future, they, uh, they envision the R word. What's that, McCord and Hill? They envision the R word being there. The other thing, um, we all have a thing, a person, a place, a smell that is stamped into our brain for a weird reason. Here's mine. Uh, I think it was around the devil devil wears Prada time. Uh, My best friend at the time, Brent. He, uh, he was very well aware of who or what was my type. And I will never forget him saying, what do you think about Anne Hathaway? She's like, he, he, was, he was convinced that that movie and she would appeal to me. And I just scoffed at it because it wasn't the kind of movie that I was into. All these years later, uh, Stanley Tucci was in that, right? That was kind of his breakout role. I adore him. And uh, all these years later... I love Anne Hathaway. Um, I I really do. And perhaps it's because I think she's married to a Jewish guy. I think she also uh, got past the reputation of being uh, difficult, a difficult act- actress. But I bring Anne Hathaway up because uh, she brought Kelly Clarkson to the floor the other day on her show. I think it was Kelly Oakey. Um, Kelly was stunned that Anne did this. If you know some of uh, Anne Hathaway's background, she was a theater kid, a performer beyond what she started with that, singing and doing everything that that comes with theater before she was an award-nominated, a wonderfully touted actress, which I think she is. So that's why when Anne did this on Kelly's show, Kelly just was speechless. And I heard it as well, and it hit me in the heart. Play a song she'll love!
was not expecting that to be honest. Neither was I. And it's a little screamy. But if you watch the video, she is getting into it. Like, that is her favorite song of all time. Or she wanted to be the best karaoke singer ever on that show. A good watch, a good listen. This will be as well. Amy Moore from the Imagination Station. Then we'll jump over to Erica Fishback from Junior Achievement for their upcoming career event. Science After Dark on Thursday night, right? Yeah, we're really excited. So this is a Science After Dark Night of the Living Dead. Um, this is our zombie evening, and it's a play off of our current um, traveling exhibition, Worst Case Scenario Survival Experience. So this exhibition is all about can you survive the weird, the wacky, and the worst. And one of the things that is in this exhibit or something that you know gets talked about is the zombie apocalypse. So we thought, what a great way to, to bring the 21 and older crowd to the Science Center in a fun way. We're going to do zombie apocalypse. So we're inviting people to come out, 21 and older, and you'll get full access to the Science Center, get a signature drink. Um, you'll be able to take part in a lot of the different activities that we have planned. So it's really you know just a fun and unique opportunity to get out, to come to downtown Toledo and see what we have to offer. Yeah, I love that you guys are doing more of these 21 and up uh, events now. And I have uh, seen a lot of excitement about the worst case scenario. There was something that happened right before it opened where we were all prepping. And I can't remember, was it, it might have been a snowstorm or something that didn't materialize. And I kept saying everybody is now ready to go for worst case scenario, the exhibit, because everybody just uh, uh, stored stuff away for whatever the storm was. Um. What's the drink? Is it is it something brain centric? So it's called the Zombie Killer, and it is like lime green, and we have a really cool um, ice cube that's going to go in it that may or may not look like an eyeball. Um, <laughs> but we've been working with Premier Pour, and they've created this drink specific um, for our event here. And when you buy a ticket, that signature drink is included, so you'll be able to to try it out. Um, included in your ticket price, which is, which is going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, what time does everything happen um, Thursday evening? So uh, on Thursday, doors are going to open at 6 o'clock, and we will be here until 10 p.m. Um, you can purchase your tickets ahead of time. Actually, that's probably the best way to do it because you will save. Um, if you're an Imagination Station member, pre-sale tickets are $35. If you're not a member, it's 40 um, and if you wait to buy them at the door, your ticket um, as a member is going to be $40 and a non-member is going to be $45. But like I mentioned, that does include full access to the Science Center, which includes our new exhibition, all of the different activities that we're sort of adding on as some fun extras for this night specifically, and one of those signature drinks. Plus, you'll be helping out the Science Center because these Science After Dark, they're, uh, they're fundraisers for us. So it enables us to continue to go out in the community and and teach people about STEM education and, and to kind of meet them where they're at um, out and about. For sure. What are some of those uh, the extra activities that you're planning for tomorrow night, Thursday night? So we're so excited. You know, we work with a lot of different community partners, and really we couldn't have done any of this without them. Um, but as for our team, we're going to be doing one of our favorites that we do around the spooky season. They're called Fake Wounds. So we're going to show you how you can really gross out your friends, your family, um, but in a really simple and fun way. So we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be um, allowing people to make their own dog tags. 
So you can, you know, kind of personalize your own dog tag. The the idea behind that is that you're in a zombie apocalypse. You want something to identify you just in case the worst happens. Right. Um, We're also, yeah, we've partnered with the Salon Institute as well. They're going to be bringing out some of their students and educators, and they um, will be there to turn our guests into zombies. So if you want to get your your makeup done, you can can come in here and we'll do that for you with no extra charge. Um, BG Undead, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um, but they're a group on campus down at Bowling Green State University, um, and they do a lot with um, Nerf guns. Okay. Um, they mod them out. They make them, you know, really cool and fun. So we're going to have them here. They're going to take over one of our learning worlds, and we're going to have Nerf Wars. So, you know, you can test your, your combat skills just in case you'll ever need them. Um, and we have some inflatables coming in. So we're going to have a jousting ring so that you can make sure that you're, you're ready to go if and when the, the zombie apocalypse Good. It sounds like a really, really good time. Yeah, we're excited. We can't wait. You know, we've been kind of itching to get people back to the Science Center after the last couple of years. And um, we had one really successful event in November. Unfortunately, had to postpone in January. But, um, you know, we're really anxious to to get this one going and get it off the ground, um, hoping for a really great turnout. And uh, I mean, it's just kind of it's a different and unique way to to get out of the house a little bit, to spend some time with the grown ups. Um, have a couple of drinks and, and just have a good time. Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, I know a couple of years ago, uh, I think it was before COVID stuff, and this might have been before you, but uh, things were starting to fire up in a social, like we were encouraging some social activities, some adult activities with the patio out right. back and then the bar, and then everything got shut down. So I'm glad that things have been brought back to skew towards adults because the Imagination Station is great for kids and camps and school tours and all that stuff, but the adults can have some fun with it as well. Yeah, we're big proponents of lifelong learning, and what better way to do that than to to have some fun, I think that's the best way to learn, right? Because you don't know that you're doing it. Right, <laughs> you know, you can come in and just get hands-on and you can play. And, you know, especially with these events, you know, a lot of these people that come in, they're parents. Maybe they have kids at home. So this is a good way to, you know, leave them with a sitter. You can come and explore Imagination Station in a different way. And, you know, the best part is, is that we're, we're kind of planning ahead now, too. So we have some of these other events already scheduled and in the planning stages. So we're going to be doing these, you know, throughout the rest of the year. And we're really excited. That's if anybody survives tomorrow night. You're making dog tags for a reason. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see what (laughs) happens. You never know. But the best part is, is that we're preparing them. So no matter what happens, you'll have the tools you need to survive. Uh, I I think the last time we spoke, it was about the night market you guys were doing. And I, I would say that because that was so successful, we've continued to have them. Like, I'm ecstatic that this idea has taken off from a couple of years ago where we just did like twice a year a night market at the farmer's market, but then it started to get moved around. And I think once it got moved over to where you guys were for that evening, um, there's been one since then. And I love the fact that we're doing these now. Yeah, it's great. And night market was a huge success for us. You know, we were just so happy to see so many people come out to support the local businesses that we you know, invited here to Imagination Station. It's, it's, it's a cool venue. It's a different venue. I think it gives people a different perspective on, on some things and, and how you can utilize the Science Center. You know, like you said, we're, we're good at having families and kids out here to enjoy, you know, a Saturday afternoon, a Sunday afternoon. But, you know, we go beyond that a little bit. There's a lot of really cool stuff that we can do here that maybe not a lot of people realize. So For we sure. like to be able to do stuff that's out of the box, you know, so we can showcase 
you know, what we're capable of. I give you guys all the credit for making that night such, such a success and allowing the night market idea to continue in other places after that rather than just the, the twice a year at the farmer's market thing. So well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. We're excited. And, you know, we have another Science After Dark coming up in April. Um, that one's called The Ultimate Field Trip, so tickets are on sale for that as well. So if you're interested in learning more about that, it's, you know, going to be all the fun that we offer for field trips kind of amped up a little bit for the grown-ups in the community, and uh should be a good time. Can I ask you a couple other questions? Absolutely. Uh, what's running at the, at the Key Bank Theater right now? So right now we have two films. Um, we have two films that are going on. We have... Uh, Sorry, my earbuds are telling me they're low. Um, we have Tiny Giants, which is in 3D, uh, and that kind of follows chipmunks and mice and kind of, you know, their fight for survival. And we also have Mountain Adventure Out of Bounds, which follows um, some Olympic skiers as they scale the mountains in Antarctica and Alaska, and it talks about um, the ecosystems there. But coming up April 1st, we're going to be um, trading out Mountain Adventure for Journey to Space, which will be in 3D. And then we'll talk about um, the first manned mission to Mars. So um, it should be it should be really great. We're excited to show that off. And that's coming up on April 1st. And at the end of February into March, I think it was a weekly thing. You were running Lord of the Rings there, right? Right. Yeah. So we're doing that, too. We have our, you know, Hollywood feature films that we're showing at the Key Bank Discovery Theater. Um, we just had Lord of the Rings, which was wildly successful. We were so excited to see the response there. And then coming up on April 21st, we're going to be showing at Jurassic Park, the awesome. original, um, because they do have a new film that's coming out in June. So we wanted to take it back to 93 and <laughs> show people where it all started. Uh, last question. Is the, uh, uh, I forget, what's the women, the girls event? It's happening this weekend, I think. Yeah, so Saturday we have Girl Power. We, we, we have go. a lot going on this week. Um, but Girl Power is coming up on Saturday, and that is our annual um, STEM career day for girls uh, who are in grades 3 through 8. Um, that's usually our target audience. We're doing things a little bit differently this year. Um, basically, if you come into the Science Center, you purchase admission or you have a membership, Girl Power is going to be included in that. So you're going to be able to participate in all of the activity tables that we have going on, which are being manned by volunteers from um, a lot of our local companies here in the area who have women working in STEM uh, fields. So we have a lot of different things going on there. We have a panel discussion that's going to be taking place in the Key Bank Discovery Theater, followed by two keynote speeches. So we're really excited. It's really a great opportunity for for girls to sort of see themselves in these roles. It's really important for, for, for them to see people who look like them, who have similar backgrounds as them, um, to inspire them to continue to, to pursue their dreams and, and to show them that anything is possible. Chief, Chief Armstrong is one of the keynotes, right? So um, we had a bit of a shuffle, but we do have a representative from the Toledo Fire and Rescue Department. It's Battalion Chief Cheryl Close. Okay. Um, she has been there for like 29 years, so she's going to come and talk to a the, the audience about her journey, how she got to where she was, and um, we do have a special message that will be coming from Chief Armstrong as well. So she'll have a presence, just um, not in person. Awesome. Yeah, I met her a couple of weeks ago, and she's she's fantastic. And since uh, since her and I have chatted and, like, the algorithms have connected us, I'm beginning to wonder if there's more than one of her because I just can't see how she can do all these things. Um, but I'm glad she was able to hook you guys up with a message because she is an incredible person, and I'm glad she's in that role now. 
Yeah, yeah, we're so excited. I mean, what a what a great time to be in Toledo, right? There's a lot of things happening, a lot of things moving, and, and we're seeing things happening for the first time, which, you know, is kind of uh, breaking the glass ceiling a little bit, La- shattering the glass ceiling, right? Yeah. That's, that's the saying. <laughs> La- last question. Is this the first year that uh, the girl power is live? Because I think the last two years it was it was all virtual, right? So it was last year that it was virtual. In 2020, they were able to do it in February, so it was before the Got pandemic um, kind of started shutting things down. Um, last year we went all virtual. Um, so this year we're really excited to have people back, you know, face to face and in person, um, you know, looking forward to that impact. And, and I think there's just something different about being able to, to do this kind of thing in person, to be able to speak with these girls one on one. They can get their questions answered, you know, feel like they're really being heard. So, um, you know, hopefully they, they take away. Some, some really great stuff. I think they will. I think they will. Um, is our friend Andy experiencing any kind of uh, PTSD? Because this is about the time of year she's getting ready for opening day, and she's done that for so long, and now she doesn't have to. <laughs> no, she doesn't have to, but don't worry. We're keeping her plenty busy. <laughs> Just not at 4.30 in the morning to be on TV all morning, right, For to tell 10,000 people to come downtown. Well, I will tell you, she did have to do morning live shots last week because I was out of town. So. <laughs> She did get a little taste of that. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, thanks for asking to hop on. I appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Like, when I saw all this stuff, uh, my head was spinning from all the things that you guys have going on, and I think they're all going to be really well attended. From I, I'm going with the um, the tent poll. I don't know if you saw, but Acoustics for Autism raised more money than they ever had. I think they had 20,000 people. So people, as you would expect, are ready to get out and do things. I think your events are going to be well attended. I think, uh, not not to run this by Andy, but I think we're going to have more people than ever as long as the weather is decent for opening day. Um, people are ready right. to, to be back doing things, and the pandemic has taught us a different way to do things. Um, like with you guys, like, why can't we open this thing for adults in, at night? And it's neat to have these great new experiences, especially as you might have seen, there's a lot of things going on downtown. Oh, is there? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be playing like some kind of like 4D chess or 4D tic-tac-toe to figure out which streets are open, which streets are not. Because even when I go downtown, I get lost these days trying to figure out what's open where. I know uh, there there is another art installation being put in right on Summit, which that that probably rerouted traffic right now. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah, I actually saw a picture of that today. It looks humongous, and I'm really excited to see kind of what that, that finished product turns out to be. But... There's a lot going on down here. We're excited to be a part of it. You know, even if it's a small part, we're excited to be here and, and to give people a reason to, to head this way. You're you're a big part. You're a big part. And if people uh, haven't been downtown to see you in a couple of years, uh, the Science Imagination Station is vastly different. Um, you will barely recognize it from the outside. And that's, that's, that's not a bad thing. There's a Barry's Bagels. There's a new facade. It looks all different. The Key Bank Theater. So always a great time in the Imagination Station. Thanks for joining. Thank you very much for squeezing us in. We appreciate it. Tell Andy I said hi. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Take care. Bye. Welcome, and thank you for taking some time. Uh, You are here to talk about uh, Junior Achievement Inspire, right? Correct, yes. Uh, And this this is some type of job fair, right? Uh, We actually don't technically like to use the word job fair because we don't want to give people the impression of typical career fairs that you may encounter or may have encountered. Um, This event we're we're calling more a... Um, a way for students to discover career pathways. So it's a student career discovery event. And 
It's much different from the typical career fair because you, the students are going to be able to actually have hands-on experiential activities provided by the companies so that they can actually learn what the students are going to be, or I'm sorry, what the companies do so the students get that uh, information and experience. Let's do some of the basics. Okay. Uh, Mercy is a partner with this. Correct. Wh- where is this happening? When is this happening? It is happening May 11th and May 12th at the Seagate Center or now the new Glass City Center. Uh, and yes, Mercy is actually our presenting sponsor for it. Awesome. Let's go backwards now. Mm-hmm. Junior Achievement. What yeah. is that? Uh, so Junior Achievement, what we do is we like to help students by connecting them with companies through meaningful engagements. So companies are able to uh, go into a classroom or an after-school program and connect with students uh, using Junior Achievement curriculum. Um, so they're able to teach lear- what we call learning experiences. And those learning experiences um, focus on either financial literacy, entrepreneurship, or work and career readiness. So they really give uh, the students the opportunity to not only learn about that company where they work, but also how they got to that career pathway. So they open up students to different possibilities. Who are these students? Like, what are the what's the typical age group or socioeconomic background? Is it open to everybody that goes to school and hates their teachers and wants to play <laughs> video games more? Uh, so we actually service students kindergarten through 12th grade. Uh, and we have a 12 county district footprint um, in the Northwest Ohio area. So it can technically be any student. So we have a lot of after school programs that contact us and say that they want our programming in um, uh, in their after school program. But then we also have teachers that just say, hey, I really like what you're doing. And these aren't things that my students are learning. And so I'd like to have a company volunteer come in and teach that information to the students. Something I was thinking about, um, so I'm actually doing a a career day, sorry for the boring name, Perrysburg coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, those kids have no idea, like my friend asked me to do it because she knows me, but I'm not talking about radio because these kids have no idea what radio is. Mm -hmm. I would be like, it's like a podcast, (laughs) but it happened before, and that they would get. How, uh, like career fairs, sorry, what did you, what was the, the, the- A career discovery event. The career discovery events are different from when we went because uh, we would go to these things and see really neat things and our minds would be blown and we maybe that's the career path we take and just our imaginations would fire up. Well, now those kids can be like, that's cool, but I can just get famous on TikTok in three weeks. Why would I want to do that? Is it a bit, and I mean that 1000% seriously, (laughs) because when we were growing up, it's like, okay, you realize you're not going to be a baseball player. President seems like a job that's a big headache. Like the common (laughs) things, like, wait a second, it's not all saving puppies and old people when you're a firefighter. Like you you get that realization. Mm -hmm. But now if you're in eighth grade, it is very reasonable to believe a couple of posts you can put up you don't have to think about long-term. You don't have to think about a career. You're just dedicated to creating content, and you think you're going to be a YouTube star, a TikTok star. It was just my uh, me- nephew-in-law. He posts content every every day. He's 10 years old. Like He's growing up in a world where he doesn't know this, but he is a content creator. Mm-hmm. Is that a battle with kids? Not necessarily. I mean, because that's that is a career pathway that could be a possibility for them. So, so you, I'm sorry. Do you, yeah. So does that mean you have content creators at the career? We don't necessarily, um, okay. because that might be a little bit more difficult for the students to actually experience a hands-on piece to that, uh, because it's something that they're just constantly doing all the time now. 
um, but more so it is a pathway available. And that's that's really what we're about is just opening up students to all the different possibilities. And so it is, I mean, it is a battle trying to get students to really learn all the different things that are available to them. But that is what we find so beneficial from JA Inspire is because they may find something that they're interested in that they didn't realize could be a role. They didn't realize it could be a profession for them. And so if they're really into math or if they're really just like with Cumulus, if they're really into speaking and, you know, doing podcasts and doing a lot of those things, they don't realize that maybe they can turn that into a career at a radio station. Just go the podcast route. Like you can, like, sorry. And I didn't mean to be like challenging to you in any way, but it's kind of prepping me for my career day in a couple of weeks at Perrysburg because the world is completely different now. Like Mm -hmm. that, what I just, as you said, like a kid can figure out that they might like math or something like that. And that kid, because this is the world that we live in now and I'm not knocking it or anything. Why should I be an accountant and, and be bombarded doing people's taxes over the next month when I can just offer tax tips on TikTok and have a million <laughs> followers? It is definitely a different paradigm for kids these days. It really is. I will agree to that. And I I don't really know why a child at this age would want to be an accountant, honestly. Uh, bad <laughs> but... example. Okay, so let's go through some of the... I, I think yeah. you said, like, uh, we're building a, a mock radio station yes. there. Mm-hmm. God, I hope it more it looks more like a podcast <laughs> than a radio station. Because these kids, I swear to God, like, it's it's weird. The kids do not know what radio is. Um well, so I can tell you for sure. Um, so Mercy is planning on bringing 10 to 15 different exhibits that not only focus on uh, the healthcare aspect, but also that they have a finance department, a marketing department, um, uh, transportation, just all the different aspects that you would not realize that Mercy is a city inside of itself. Yeah. So they're going to have a bunch of different opportunities for students to learn all the different things that they have available. So is it the kind of like education where... You want to be a doctor. That I think my grandmother, rest in peace, is still waiting for me to become a doctor. <laughs> typical, typical Jewish grandmother. She's waiting for me to be a doctor or a lawyer, and I only have the handwrite handwriting for one of them. <laughs> I have the argumentative skills for another, but whatever. Um, maybe a kid wants to grow up thinking that a doctor or whatever. But then you realize, do you want to be in debt for half of your adult career? And it seems like that's some of the education that goes along with what you're showing the kids. It is, yeah. I mean, it's it's offering them an opportunity to to see the different career possibilities, but it is giving them also a realistic perspective of this is what you can expect if this is the career you want to go into. Um, additionally, we're going to have a resource hall where colleges, trade programs, um, all the different types of resources that students would need to have after they go to an event like this. Okay, so what do I want to do next? I, I really liked this career path. How do I get there? What type of schooling do I need? Do I need schooling at all? Do I need a trade program? So that's another way that we're offering up opportunities for students to learn. Not only do I like this career path, but how do I get there and what do I do? And how can I monetize that on TikTok? <laughs> yes, exactly. How do I make money on that? <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm joking to myself, but like every teenager, it, they don't know they're doing it, but they're thinking through that. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you what's your perspective? What appeals to kids these days? Uh, well, well, um, so we've actually done quite a bit of work um, with the Art Tatum Zone. That's another partner of yes. ours. Yeah, they do quite a bit in the Junction District and they've been great to partner with. 
And so we've been able to connect with a lot of the students there and really ask them those questions of what are you interested? What is it that you want to do? Uh, we actually find a lot who are interested in entrepreneurship. They really want to get in and start their own business. They want to um, go to cosmetology school potentially and open their own barbershop or um, hair salon. That's a that's a big one that we get. Um, construction is actually one that we have quite a bit as well that students are interested in. So we actually have quite a few construction, uh, architecture, and engineering companies coming. Um, yeah, just those are kind of the ones that kind of pop up right away that we see quite a bit. Occupations, professions can still hop into this. We've still got some time, May 11th and 12th. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any holes you're looking to fill that you'd like to lead or show to kids that mm-hmm. this could be something? Uh, I would say probably the two that we have the the least amount of companies in currently would be the business and finance commu- or um, career cluster and the hospitality cluster. I would hmm. say those are probably – and probably the um, – uh, agriculture kind, is like, kind of a like lower one farming? too. Kind, yeah, yeah. Farming. We it would be nice to have a farmer involved, even though my stepdad is a farmer. But why would he do it? It's a pretty long way to to transport um, from it. where he farms to bring that equipment. But that's that is one thing that's going to be great about it is that if a farmer decided to show up and they wanted to bring a big piece of equipment they could do that and they'd be able to show the students how it works and where their grain goes or everything like that. That is all pieces and part of. It's possible. It's possible that the farmers market downtown. Uh, are you local in Toledo? Uh, I was. I'm in technically in Lambertville right now. <laughs> oh, you're close enough. Some of the farmers markets might be open by like to give you enough time to go snag a farmer mm-hmm. uh, that might be interested in coming. That's a good idea. So, because uh, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of. It sounds like you're focused a lot on like trades. Rather than higher education, would that be accurate? No, no, okay. I no, I would not say that. Um, we do have some trade opportunities there for the students, and we're actually hosting the um, the AGC's draft day, which is the um, Association of General Contractors draft day. Um, so we do have some trade programs, but then it's only maybe in two career clusters. The rest of them are more so ones that might need higher education or are places that they would end up sending students to school if they wanted to get the degrees that they needed for that company. Got it. Anything, uh, since there is higher education as part of this circle, mm-hmm. is there anything about like uh, like like aid, mm-hmm. grants or things like that? Because if you're talking, and I, I don't mean to stereotype, I just know this is the reality. If you're talking like the Junction District, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess a lot, of the, a lot of the kids and the families in that area don't have the money to go to college and that's a huge barrier mm-hmm. for them. But if there's grants that they might sometimes just education of grants and money opportunities to them that they'll never have to pay back that they don't necessarily learn about because maybe people in their family didn't Mm -hmm. go to college like that's an immense resource so there's kind of that's twofold so yes in the resource hall we will have um, a lot of the colleges and trade programs available that will be able to offer that information to students of how they'd be able to do that but additionally we offer at junior achievement a lot of personal finance classes um, or just financial classes in general of if you want to go to college how do you do that appropriately Um, we've looked at partnering with UT and some of their um, uh, ways that they're trying to get that information out to students so that they don't have such a uh, poor turnover rate with students dropping out so early because they don't realize the implications of all the money that they're taking out. Right. So, um, Not a day goes by where I don't see someone on the internet saying, why didn't I learn such and such mm-hmm. and such in, in school? And you just mentioned um, like, like some financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, walk me through a little bit like what that's like, what junior achievement is as a whole and how people, families, kids can get involved. Yeah, so I would definitely say 
um, come to our website if that's something that a student is interested in outside of the classroom where their teacher or after school program isn't doing it um, because we would love to have multiple different opportunities available to them how they could get connected with some of those classes um, or they can call the office either one I, I can provide all that information for you as well have but, I asked all the questions that you would give for a normal interview uh, are there any I should ask if I missed any let me see uh, I mean, I'd say you pretty much touched okay, on all good. of them. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. So financial literacy, yes. getting involved in junior achievement, because there are a lot of gaps that, that kids aren't learning things mm-hmm. because of a whole lot of minutia and school systems and funding and blah, 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 blah. And there's yes. some things that they really actually could need. And it seems like that's where you guys hop in. Yeah. And what's been great is thankfully a lot of teachers have come to see those difficulties and and gaps where the students are not getting that information. And so a lot of them are just taking it upon themselves to say, hey, we we need this information for our students, regardless, regardless of whether it's helping our class or not. So we actually have some really great teachers at Waite High School who's been really supportive of junior achievement this year. Um, just a lot of districts all over have have basically been been looking for how to get this information and so we have been trying our best to connect them with as many companies as possible and from most of the time the teachers always say if you bring a volunteer and it doesn't matter what they do the students are going to listen to them much more than they're going to listen to the teacher so I think it depends on the volunteer yeah, I've done plenty potentially. Of, I've done plenty of school speaking where like half the kids were asleep but I, they didn't get it or I, I I didn't connect with them. Well, so so one of the best things that we have tried to um, change a little bit, because junior achievement used to work a lot in K to five. And so we realized the needs more in our community are kind of eight through 12 as far as connecting or connecting students with companies and career pathways. Um, So one of the things that we have transitioned is... um, being able to make those meaningful connections. So instead of just going in and speaking to a group of students one time, if you go through a JA learning experience, it's four, five, six different times that you're connecting with those students, either in that classroom or after school program. So you're able to build a relationship with them so that you're able to find out what their interests are, how you can help them further, how your company could benefit them, just a bunch of different ways so that it's not a a one and done. Yeah, and this... Uh, was pointed out to me when I was asked to do the, uh, well, when I got the email about the Perrysburg Career Day, mm. they had planted the seed that, like, you could, it, it's kind of like proto-interviews or kind of, I don't want to say, um, like, you're, these could be potential employees down the road. Usually mm. when there's a, a career event, it's <laughs> the kids or young people getting interested in something as you've finally illustrated. But the other way is, especially now in this economy and what we've been through, everybody's looking for employees and good people. And this Mm -hmm. is a way where somebody can make a relationship with a kid who is maybe two years away from having to figure out, do I want to go spend, if I can spend on higher education, or maybe I just want to zoom right to this and you forge that relationship and relationships are everything you Mm -hmm. just mentioned with like, it's multiple visits and these kids, these young people can be working as a part of your organization a lot sooner than anybody thinks. Yeah, actually, we have another program um, outside of JA Inspire, just one of our regular programs where we're working with some career tech classrooms and we're bringing those specific companies that match that career tech. And they're coming in, they're doing a JA learning experience, and then they are offering internships, apprenticeships, jobs right away for those yeah. students that are interested. So we're making that direct connection to the company to get those jobs filled. 
personally speaking, I'm happy that we've really chipped away at, uh, uh, you have to go to college or yes. you're not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. And I was very fortunate enough uh, in my early days here to come across places like Penta and yes. a lot of the great trade schools we have. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was an, an idiot high school kid and I'd kind of laugh at the kids who would go to the trade school. And you know what? Those kids don't have debt because they're all great mechanics yes. and electricians. And I'm so glad that we've spread this kind of insight to kids so they don't have to make the mistake of going to like, even if it's just uh, like two years at Owens and they're like, eh, not for me. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you have these bills piling up when you could have been making some of these jobs made $60,000 when you're 21 years old because you're a damn good electrician. Yeah, that's honestly one of the reasons why I absolutely love working for JA is because this was a company I didn't even I didn't even know what junior achievement was or really what they did but I just know when I went to school the only reason that I went to college was because I was supposed to go yes. my friend was going to college so I just went with her I, right. there was re- there was really no purpose and I kept saying all along, I was like, I don't know, I think I'm really interested in event planning. But everybody told me, well, you you can't be an event planner around here. You can't, you have to go to New York or somewhere to do that. And so I didn't explore that career path. And now I, I have been an event planner for the past 10 years on my own, figuring it out. And it could have saved me, I don't know, probably 45 plus thousand dollars. <laughs> well, may, thank you, because I don't think before you got to doing this, we we just didn't have events here. Yeah, was, right. Vac- it's just all me. It was a vacuum of events. <laughs> no, and I, I don't mean to dismiss the nature of like higher education, because there are certain things, like my dad always told me, whenever I would go, Dad, why do I have to learn this darn geometry stuff? <laughs> and he would explain, like... You're never going to need it, but it kind of formulates just like how you go work out or practice basketball. It, mm-hmm. it builds the brain so that you can have the the intellect and the creativity to go, I can do event planning here. Mm-hmm. I can make I can make events up. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there are many many benefits for education, and I would say even though I wasn't planning on going into education and working in junior achievement was never anything that I really thought I would end up doing. I thought I just had to be a teacher. Um, I'm extremely thankful for the education that I got. Um, I I went to Grand Valley and Michigan State University, and I absolutely loved my time and experience. But it's not for everybody. And I think that definitely needs to be something that, as you said, that stigma is starting to go away. And it just needs to be realized that you don't have to go to college, but you can go to college. And there's just all these different opportunities. And again, that's what Junior Achievement is trying to show students, all the different possibilities, all the career pathways. And that JA Inspire is really just like a big one and let's do it all, get all the students here, all the companies here, and just let them see everything that's available. Last question. Yes. Uh, unless something else pops up, or I, I, I have one on your. There's one on your list that I missed. I'm curious. Um, do you have any teachers there or schools? Because everyone has seen how challenging uh, the school environment can be from from aides to mm-hmm. teachers to specialty teachers to administrators. Like everybody has had some level of torment, depression, anxiety in that. I mean, everybody has. But I've seen it uh, up close, and it's always been a kind of a, a part of the discussion over the last two years. What about the kids? What about the teachers? Because they've been so affected because when it comes to school, it's like a job. It's like a third of your daily life. Mm-hmm. Do you have any teachers or schools involved in the event? Uh, yeah, we actually have. Um, so I said we have 12 different counties, and right now we have, I think, at least six different counties in the Northwest Ohio area that are represented that are bringing um, students. And 
um, with all the students that are coming, teachers do have to come with this. And we've actually had quite a few teachers that have said, you know what, we we can't send our students this year due to funding or lack of transportation or lack of um, substitute teachers to cover. But one or two of us is going to come see the event, see what we can expect for next year, and then plan accordingly for the for the future years. So. Right. Yeah, although we're not able, I, I don't think we're getting the, quite the numbers um, of students that we were looking for this year. And that's honestly just due to all of the issues that are coming up for schools. And so we're trying to be as supportive and helpful as possible for those schools. So that's those are conversations that we're having daily. Somebody can't make it out uh, on May 11th or 12th at what was the Seagate Center, which mm-hmm. we'll call the Seagate Center until 2029. <laughs> yeah. um, how can they get more information? Is there a way that they might be able to connect with some of the I just say I'll call them vendors that or presenters or exhibitors at the event, or maybe if this isn't what they're looking for, but someone is interested in what Junior Achievement offers, Mm -hmm. how can they get involved moving forward after that? So I would say um, if you want to get involved with JA Inspire, I would go to our website at jainspirenwo.org. Um, or they can go to our website. Uh, there's ways to reach out to us. Um, anybody can contact or email me. I handle all of the education for the program, so I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Awesome. What's the next big event after this? Uh, after Inspire? Yes. Uh, <laughs> strategic planning for the summer. <laughs> okay. No big events probably until next year after Inspire. What's your What's your busiest time? You personally, Erica, what's your busiest time of the year with JA? Springtime. Because of this? Uh, because of Inspire, but also a lot of our elementary programs prefer their JA learning experiences in the spring. Okay. Um, so it tends to be a very, very busy season. We're also doing um, a JA Titan Challenge, which is um, how to run a business. And it's an online platform simulation where the students get to run their own business. So we actually have that challenge coming up in a couple weeks. We are doing a stock market challenge a week after that. So we have a very busy time frame right now. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing all this. Um, kids need education and it's not the same old ways like if you don't go to college you're just not going to make it there are so many opportunities and there's a lot of people like yourself and Jay out there answering questions that kids might not know they have so thanks for doing this yeah you're welcome thank you for having us on